Hi guys, welcome to Tanked Up. We are a weekly gaming and beer podcast. Basically, we like games, we drink beer. My name's Ben Novent, I'm joined by Alex Malpass. Yo. How you doing, man? I'm good, yeah, thanks. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Cool. Right, so, um, basically this week, it's our first podcast, so we thought we'd talk about little games that we've been playing this week, and talk about our favourite games of 2014, just so you get to know sort of what we've been playing. Uh, but first, the beers. While we're doing this, we're going to drink some beers. Yeah, so we're going to have each week three beers as we talk, so we're getting sort of tanked up as we're playing, as we're talking about playing. We can get very tanked up, yeah. <laughs> well, it's only three beers, maybe we'll change it to three beers each at some point, six beers, who knows. See how this one goes first. Okay, so beer number one of, of all time, first beer, not my first beer ever, or even of the evening, but just <laughs> of this podcast session. So this is... Um, a saison. Have you ever had a saison before? I have not. It's an unusual beer type. I'm interested to see how you react to this. It's a lemongrass saison. Okay. Brewed by Partizan, who are a little family-run brewery in London. <laughs> what do you think? Ben's having mm. a taste for those of you fancy. I'm not sure. So this is Partizan, are a microbrewery in in London, in Bermondsey. A little, like, ten-barrel plant, maybe, that I went to on the, the Beer Mile tour. And I cool. their IPA, fresh from the cask, was one of the best beers I've ever had. Um, so that's why I was interested in getting this beer. Yeah, yeah. So Saison, what do you think? I'm not sure. I might have to finish it first, and then we can chat about it in the end. Possibly. That's actually a lot better than... I, I don't really like Saison as a, <laughs> as a style. That's actually quite nice. It's sort of lemony. It's crisp. Excellent. It's it's nice. Good, good. good right, plan. so what's beer number two? Uh, well, the other two beers we've got... Well, we'll come to the other two beers. Okay, okay, okay cool. Say a little thing about them. Excellent. So what have we been playing? Um... Well, what, this week? Yeah. Um, yesterday I got, um, so my friend Adol, who's staying with me for a bit, showed me a box full of Xbox games that he oh, brought in, That it actually had been stored in my attic that I didn't know I had from when he was last here. So I had about 15 Xbox games locked in the, in the attic that I didn't know about. So we got, this one was like um, a compilation of old school, like arcade games, yeah. Sega games from like... 1991 and stuff so we're playing play quite a lot of Sonic 1 original <laughs> Sonic which is a great game I mean it's not bad musically it's great I think somehow it's really like iconic in its way you know yeah Sonic's a weird icon it wasn't really like <laughs> very weird I was like thinking about the storyline it's so there's Dr. Robotnik and you have to rescue the animals that he's stolen and you're a hedgehog that's that's pretty fucked up, really. I mean, why, what were they thinking? Why would... It's pretty fucked up. But he also puts them in giant, to them, giant robot suits that yeah. form other kinds of animals. That's He's like, go true. to work for me trying to kill this hedgehog. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so first level, 
you're running along outside, nice greenery. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Next one, you're just in some weird, like, it's got, like, ro- ruins and stuff in the background and lava. Labyrinth and zone? Underneath. Yeah, labyrinth zone, that's right. No explanation for why you get there. At least with Mario, there's the map. You're moving from one island to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, nope, you're in a labyrinth kind of zone now. Overarching world view. Yeah, there's no world view in Sonic. It's just a series of events patched together. Still fun, enjoyable. Didn't, there's one thing, there's no save game. True, very true. With a lot of um, sort of Mega Drive. Yeah. SNES games. Forgot about that. Yeah. So that was irritating. Also played um, Streets of Rage. Oh, that's a quality game. Yeah. Played Streets of Rage for the a time it came out. That was yeah, it was very very good. Yeah. So I've been playing. I've been playing mainly old school games uh, the last couple of days. So what have you been playing? Not much this week. Jumped back into a couple of um, games that I haven't played for a little while. Um, Banished on PC, which is a little brutal world builder, I suppose. Okay, cool. You get several villages to set up a village with, and you have to provide for them. So there's a lot of resource management. Um, And they die in excellent ways, like people collecting wood get crushed by a tree. Nice, good deaths. Yeah, and this happens quite often. So they all take food and clothing and tools to be able to do their jobs. And if you run out of food, people start to die. If you run out of of wood and firewood, people go cold and they freeze to death. Various outbreaks of plague and things. But it's a... It's quite a nice little game sort of play. Nice. Um, and the other thing I played a little bit more of was Endless Legend, mm-hmm. which is a strategy game. Quite a good strategy game. Very illustrative in the way that it's displayed. Um, it's very much like a, a game like Civilization. So it's all about sort of expansion and town building or different ways of being able to win sort of through diplomacy and being able to treat with the other um, leaders by wiping everybody out by doing a certain mission for each class so yeah okay yeah. cool sunk a lot of hours into <laughs> that <laughs> nice good hours very good hours not very wasted hours. spent well yeah yeah it's in the bank so I also played um, <clears throat> an RPG an indie game RPG which is called um Song of the Mern, What Lies Beneath. Okay. And I had written a review for Game Debate about that. Yeah. So that was an interesting game. I guess if you like RPGs, it was good. Mm. Um, interesting storyline. You come home from work having done something in a field, like a farmer or something, to find that your wife, who it turns out is actually a rabbit, is dead. Okay. And launches you into your revenge-driven plotline, which is um, unusual. I Are guess. you a rabbit? No. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're just a person who happens to be happily married to a rabbit. That's the premise. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So, good fun. Five five dollars, I think, on Steam. So Nice. You can't argue with that, I guess. So, how have you... You got to progress through the story very much. So, what are the, the gameplay like? I gave it um, something like two and a half hours. And mm. I had... <clears throat> I don't know, I got decent way through the game I guess yeah. I read some other people saying they'd finished it in 4 someone else saying he finished it in 16 mm. so I guess depends how much you're into that type of game it was like um, so there's this old game called um, uh, it's called Realm of the Mad God right did you ever play that nope it's like a kind of um, 
top-down uh, like shooting game, essentially, where you're just running around crazy like monsters and stuff charging towards you. Action-packed, real quick-paced game. It's like that, crossed with Zelda, if that makes any okay. sense. Yeah. So it's top-down sort of action duty, but mm. also opening boxes and collecting coins and bits of linen and weird shit like that so that you can make stuff. Crafting is yeah. involved in the game. Anyway, yeah, I was and playing that as well. And is it 2D pixel art? It is, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But it's kind of retro-esque, so it's like unashamedly pixelated, and yet there's some nice shading where there's different light effects when you're going from yeah. a light bit to a dark bit. That's like nice gradient shading, so I guess that worked quite well together. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that adds to the the gameplay, or is it just an aesthetic choice? Uh, it's an aesthetic choice, I'm sure. It was nice aesthetics. Um, mm. Worth, like, I don't know. It, it was good. For an indie game, you can tell someone's put a lot of like, effort into it, a lot of love. Mm. So if, if you like RPGs, and you've got five bucks, and you want to kill at four hours, then, you know, there you go. It's a good game. Cool, cool. I think the, the only other game I played um, was Ultimate Picture Junk Shooter. We're a little ship flying around various different levels trying to save your fellow scientists. Maybe not fellow scientists, I don't think you're a scientist. Uh, and there's various monsters and things down in this underground world. So you're a scientist? Well, you I don't think you're a scientist, maybe you're just a rescue pilot. I sort of skipped the intro <laughs> just to be able to start playing. Yeah, I know and, um, intros and It's like reading instructions for things. I yeah, yeah. I thought, this isn't really a game I'm going to follow the story in much. I just want mm-hmm. to be able to fly around and shoot things. Mm-hmm. So it, it's quite nice. There's a lot of good puzzles to be able to solve sort of impassable walls. And you've got to go and find a, a plant which allows you to suck up lava mm-hmm. to then drop onto the wall which melts all of the the blocks in your way to be able to progress and things so it's quite good a lot of scientists have died under my watchful eye but scientists die every they do they do constantly throughout the world (laughs) scientists are getting melted by lava that's right yeah so yeah that's um, it's a really nice game that one was um, free um, on the PlayStation Plus subscription I think several months ago but I'd earmarked it for um when I picked up my, my PS4, which I did a couple of weeks ago. Nice. So, Enjoying yeah. that? Purchase. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of different games on there. Um, a lot of games that I'd previously played or played iterations of, um, stuff like Hotline Miami, um, Strider. There was a piece of uh, this month for January. One of the, the downloadable PlayStation Plus games was Infamous First Light, which is a uh, piece of standalone content for... Or in the same world as um, Infamous Second Son, which was one of the mm-hmm. launch titles yeah, yeah. for for PS4. And you're the chick. You your brother goes missing, shall I say? Um, and then you've got superpowers to try and find him. So let me guess, you're a hot chick, right? No, she's no? really well, depends what you're into. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, standard game depiction. You are. Women. You're not going to Seattle grunge. Girl number one. Okay. Really. Okay. That's cool. Uh, but the superpowers you have are um, neon powers. So you can suck energy from neon signs. You shoot neon bullets towards people. You can drop down from the sky and smash a small area of ground around you and things. 
Um, and sort of the infamous games are quite nice because it, it almost takes a real person as such. Not any sort of military-esque kind of guy who's then gone on to get himself sort of superpowers and you just run around bashing, you know, the bad guys or some other agency that you're against. This uh, <coughs> this definitely has that, that vibe that they're sort of, you know, real people and that you're just a, a regular guy being able to run around doing this stuff with these with these cool powers, which I think drags you into the games a little bit more. That's cool. So it's, um, yeah, that was, that was very enjoyable, but quite short because it's only a... a you know, a small yeah. sort of prequel to the game. So, yeah, it's nice. Okay, nice. Good, good. Excellent. So, are we on to games of 2014 now? I think so. I think we should open beer number two. No, I'm still enjoying my saison. <laughs> oh. It's nicer than I thought it was going to be. Let me just... Um... It's not a beer to be down. This is a quality craft ale. It's, be... it's very nice. I should be sopping it. So... In general, saisons can be a lot more sour than this. It's yeah. just quite tame, really, in uh, in the style. I'm not getting any lemongrass. I've got to say, I'm getting quite a lot of lemon. A, a very yeah, a lot lemon, of lemon. Lemongrass isn't lemon, though, is it? Is it? There's a hint of lemon and lemongrass. It does taste. Fuck, it's lemongrass. Anyway, it's kind of like looks like chives so or something. Lemongrass, I think I've had in various curries and things that I've made. Yeah, like Thai but curries. You also get some vodka drink. Which I think is called Zubrauka. Okay, something yeah, that like that, like which has a, a piece of lemongrass yeah, in. Yeah. And if you have that with, um, I don't think it's with lemonade, but uh, another mix. I can't remember what. Probably makes a massive difference which mixer it is. <laughs> but we 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 were out one night trying different sort of drinks, and it tasted very much like apple pie, which was actually really nice. Interesting. <laughs> so nice. Alright. God damn it, let's do this then. Next, uh, Camden Pills. So, Camden, another London independent brewery. Uh, not as small as Partizan by any means. Quite big these days, really, even though they're still a craft brewery. So, it's, um, it's a lager, it's not an ale. Okay. So, departing from my normal anti lager stance, let's try it. Why not? It's going to be nice. I imagine Camden are good. Very, very light colouring. Really light. It's even lighter than the lemongrass saison, which was also very light. Got a nice, um, nice head, kind of soft, bubbly head. Look how misconstrued that sentence can be. <laughs> it's beer related. Right. You've turned in 15 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, if you've just joined us, we're talking about beer. <laughs> beer so, number two. I guess we shouldn't both be tasting at the same time. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Massive pause because we're both mm. enjoying. That's a good lager. It's nice. Um, that is nice. The Pilsner malt really coming out. It's yeah. Like showcasing yeah. that Pilsner malt. Delicate, hoppy topping to it. It's good. It doesn't taste like the land standard lager piss water, no, which is excellent. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with lager as such. It's a beer style that can be done well, and this is a good example. It's just when you say lager to your uneducated, uncultured British idiot, then they're <laughs> going to be drinking <laughs> some Stella or Foster's or something. I like Stella, so that's okay. 
yeah, it's okay. I mean, but it's not really on the same level. It's not proper. No, not 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 like this. Nothing like this. This is excellent. Yeah. Different leagues. Mm. Mm, completely. Yeah, I could keep drinking that. It, the taste just stays in your mouth. For that also could be very misconstrued, <laughs> so I'm going to not complete that sentence. It's dry. It's got a dry finish. It's a good balance. Yeah. It's lingering. Indeed. So that's Camden Pills. Um, kind of blue and red design on the logo. Excellent. Definitely get that if you like a lager and you're looking for something different. Yeah. yeah. Or go there and buy it from them where it would be nicer because it'll be fresh. All Very true. Freshness. Very true. Right. So... Last year, what games did you play? 2014. What games did you play, and roughly, what was your favourite? Okay, so I played... The game I played the most in 2014 was probably FIFA 2014. (laughs) I would imagine that's not that cool to say that, because it's quite a cliched game, but damn it, sometimes... (laughs) You know, what's cool about online um, footballing games is that you can just tap in to the immediacy of being in a room with a mate, having a game one on one. It's completely different than feel playing uh, a football game against a human, even if they're not in the room, mm. than playing against a computer. I would never play FIFA against a computer because it's a, you know, sterilized kind of weird environment where they do stuff that you can't do or predict and that's horrible but yeah just sometimes you know come in hard day at work or something and you can just sit down tap straight into that's like mainlining that like but almost that non-connected multiplayer was what fifa was for many years in the earlier days just several years ago yeah 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 yeah. so if if your mate wasn't round and you think oh i quite fancy some fifa yeah, but then you couldn't do it. You'd mm. have to play that horrible, sterilised environment against the computer and it would be all wrong and nothing would work properly. It would either be too easy or far too difficult to play. Um, yeah, I always found that sort of... When you get a new FIFA, you play a couple of games just with the computer, just to be able to, to get used to the, the changes in the controls and things. Mm. And you always find that you, you make that jump up between two and there's a massive difference and suddenly... You're not learning. You've got to take it down to the lower one to be able to sort of work out how the defence has changed that season or something yeah, like that. Yeah, how yeah, the different definitely. controls are working. Um, and you don't get that sort of like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about like getting into the version that you've got until just when you're getting good at it, they release another version which is essentially the same game engine, mm. one or two slight amendments to like the graphics or something, and one new skill move, and then you've got to buy a whole new game. Start from scratch again. I won. I assume they must have gone to a new engine when they went to next generation consoles. I would imagine so. I the, because you've got you've got fourteen. Is that yeah. the what, first one that was on both? Um, both generations. No, no, of consoles? fifteen is the one that's on the first one. That's okay, on okay. Yeah, yeah. So we might not know if there's a marked difference in. I did play fifteen at work the other day. Yeah. And there was no discernible difference, it seems to okay. me, in either the graphics or the gameplay. But different playing it on your lunch break at work. And somehow they have decided, my work is kind of weird, the office that I work in, decided to buy two Xbox Ones. And there's four floors in my building. 
and they put them both on the same floor, which isn't my floor, so I had to go to a random floor to play it. And the TV screens are next to each other, so you can sit and play it, but then there's like me and my friend playing each other, and then two other people playing each other, right next to each other, on a sofa that's mm. just about big enough for about six people. And the two TV screens... I don't know, it was just it was a weird it's, environment. It, it wasn't good for... Is it slightly distracting games. having another game going on next yeah. to you? Do you sort of... When, you know, someone makes an excellent shot goal, do your yeah, eyes glance like, yeah. towards to see yeah, what's yeah. going and on? And they were both so like, whoa, video, yeah. and, and they happened to both be Dutch, weirdly, and speaking okay. Dutch to each other, which somehow put me off a bit. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah, I think that was what was Just weird. out of your zone. Yeah, I, I was out of my zone. And, like, the, there was only one... One had volume and the other one didn't. And it was their one. So the comments oh, were right. all wrong and, like, mm. the crowd reactions weren't in place and stuff. So I can imagine I mean, that's very off-putting as well. Yeah, although the guy I was playing obviously hadn't played possibly any console games for many years because it was, like, 7-1 at half-time. It was embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, to me as well. Like I think <laughs> It was embarrassing, yeah, so... Yeah, FIFA I played a lot of in 2014, definitely. So what, what did you play? Um, Let's say, what did you play the most of I in think 2014? The, well, I was thinking about this the other day. And the game I probably played the most of was Civilization V. Mm, good game. But the game uh, I think I played the most, and I'd have to look at a so far for this, was a game called Nino Kuni. Okay. Which um, is a JRPG um, made by Level 5 and uh, the art style is in the Studio Ghibli style so all of the art and cutscenes and the way the game looked was done by Studio Ghibli So for those who don't know what that means what's the Studio Ghibli style? So Studio Ghibli style is very cartoony mm-hmm. everyone's got nice bright faces <laughs> it's uh, coloured beautifully a lot right. of it looks like mm. sort of watercolour artwork. Nice. The backgrounds are, are beautiful, and, and I suppose uh, some of the newer ones may be cell shaded. Um, but it's done completely in that style, and it's a very good JRPG as well. Mm. The, the, the the battling system, um, the sort of the world map, the way you interact with the spaces and the, the sort of the small quests and overarching story, all tie in really nicely with this game. So this is a um, PlayStation game? Uh, it was on the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it came out in 2013, possibly. Um, and I knew that it was coming out. It was a game I really wanted. But at the time, unfortunately, I had no money. So I didn't pick it up when it came out. And last summer, um, it appeared at a discounted rate on the, the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. So snapped that I up. snapped it up. Nice. And I say I played a lot of hours of, of Civ 5 but I played a lot of hours of that game as well <laughs> and that took ages I managed to, to I finished it but it, it it felt like it took a long time not in a bad way mm. so you're still involved in the story yeah, you're right. still trying to level up your characters to be able to move on to the next sort of um, quest or next part of the story and it did feel like it took a long time but it was an, it was an enjoyable long time whereas sometimes with Civilization you sort of get into the groove of a game mm. and suddenly it just becomes a bit of a template for the yeah. other games that you've played and you fall yeah. into a certain sort of rhythm. That's, true. That's um, true. And and so, yes, a lot of hours of that have been played, but probably not as enjoyably as uh, as Nino Kuni. 
So I also played a lot of Civilization Five, mm. which I was skeptical about when I got it, okay. because I was so into Civilization Four for a long time. That top, that was in my, probably still is in my top, say, five games. Civilization Four with the um, Rise and Fall expansion pack. Um, good Earth map, carefully thought through. Yeah, like not terrible placement of different things. And then it had the genius of the uh, historical, like, tracking thing, mm-hmm. so that when stuff in history happened, then it was, no matter what was going on in the game, like, for instance, I think the um, Arabian Empire would just pop up, and then, like, you know, too bad if you had control of those areas, you have to, like, yield to this new force that's on there. So the stuff like that mm. would keep mm. dragging the game back to the flow of actual history, which was wonderful. Um, the thing they touted most about that that they thought was the best thing was the stability um, indicator on yeah did you remember playing this patch do you know what I think? so no. essentially you would um, you could run your empire so that you expanded too quickly or whatever or um, became overbalanced in yeah. a certain parameter or whatever and um, if you didn't take steps to correct it and sometimes it wasn't clear exactly what was causing stability to, to um to kick off or whatever, mm. then um, your empire could crumble. So, so about uprisings in the city because they got too much no, wine. No, no, no. no. It, you lose all of your city states apart from your original one. Oh, yeah. So you have like something ten goes or something where it's at critical, and then suddenly it's just done. And so you could have this like world-spanning empire, and all of a sudden it's like no goodbye, and then all of your troops or whatever that are posted somehow out on the the outskirts of your empire. They're not yours anymore. All you've got is that like archer in your capital or something <laughs> from hundreds of years ago, who's your only guy now. So that they thought that was a really good addition. All that it meant mm. was like, so I have to go back to that save game from you know three days and try ago. Try and figure and out what I have to uh... play all of that. Yeah. So that I found kind of tedious, but the um, the historical drag thing that brought you back to the tide of history that was great. So I, I, I was skeptical about Civ Five. Because I, I had such a lot to live up to. And I think to begin with, I didn't like it that much. But uh, I think overall, looking looking on the two games objectively, I am playing with the... Uh, which one of those two main expansion packs for Civ Five is Like Brave New World, I think? Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Gods and Gods Kings, and Kings. Or something, yeah. I may have both now. I can't okay. remember, but I certainly... Enjoy playing with the the expansions. I thought they they made more depth to it. Mm. Well, Genghis Khan uh, scenario was good as well. If you played that, that's good. I think I, yeah, I don't think I uh, played the scenario. I think I skipped over. It. I may have played it. I may have just treated it as another game of point and click and. Yeah. Oh, actually, it, it. I think I did. Where you've got the, you've got to take over something like, like the eight civilizations. Yeah, 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 that's it. Exactly. And you've got like, two units, but every small one that you take over, every city state or every civilization that you take over gives you another unit or gives you a couple of units, doesn't yeah. it? And, and you've got this unique keep unit ability where you can move fire and then move again. Yes, so you that's can go right. within the range of city limits fire come back and come out. back out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I do remember that. That was yeah. good. That was good. Yeah, I think the expansions, or there were other pieces of um, downloadable content for it, which added more scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, never played any of those. No. Well, I was only really looking for. Um, I think disappointing, most disappointing thing about Civ Five was the poorly rendered Earth uh, map on there. Even the largest map, stick it in Earth. I mean, the UK was like a an S-shaped, mm. like one uh, 
what are they what the shapes of pentagram or something I don't know what the hell it was in that. but it was like you know each one of it was just like one space wide and like you know there's no whales there's no like Cornwall is the same size as Scotland and it's just like obviously it's going to be some distortion because it's Civ, it's not an actual mm. map, but it was poorly rendered. I was disappointed with that. Randomly, as a, a quick aside, not a game I played last year, mm-hmm. I think the best world map, accurate world map, um, was on a game called Transport Tycoon. Yeah, and in, trans- in Transport Tycoon, you own a transport company, mm-hmm. and you have to ferry passengers and goods... <laughs> across the country between towns you can set up different um, industries or there are no sorry you don't set up separate different industries there are industries set up so you can then start shipping goods uh, so you can take oil from oil fields to refineries or coal to power plants and things like this um, and there was a map on there and I think it was called Southwest 2026 or something like this and it was the area that I lived the southwest of England up to Merthyr Tidville and across to like Oxford or somewhere like that. Any game that has the details, but Merthyr Tidville, I think, <laughs> deserves respect. Definitely. <laughs> lots of you know, lots of towns, um, lots of places that I knew, which was quite funny. It's like, oh, I don't think there's a coal power plant there, but I'll build a train to it anyway. Why not? Why not? So that was there. Uh, yeah, yeah. A good map. When in Merthyr Tidville, do as the Merthyr Tidvillians. Tidvillians. Tid Tidvodians. Tidvillians. Tidvillians. I don't know. Who knows? The Murphy folk. <laughs> the, those people. The other in general. All right, Excellent. cool. Um, I think another game I played last year, which was very similar to Nino Cooney in that it's a JRPG, was a game called Child of Light. Child of Light. It's a Ubisoft game. Again, it's a cartoony style. Yeah, most um, Ubisoft games are in the cartoony genre. Yeah, you? a lot of them are. Some of the AAA ones, sort of Assassin's Creed and I think AAA, yeah, okay. some of the bigger budgeted games, like Assassin's Creed. And things. But you couldn't call it Assassin's no, Creed no, this, I can't remember what the engine was called, but I think it's the same engine they use for Rayman Legends and another game they brought up called Valiant Hearts. Um, but today, A Child of Light was sort of all the nice parts of JRPGs, sort of very simple battle systems, a little bit of exploration, a little bit of collection, a bit of toing and froing between different areas to be able to speak to different people and solve different issues that they had. Um, but it was only about six hours. I did it in two sittings. Um, yeah, that's not And it right. was just... it was No, it was not, I thought it was quite nice. I thought really? for, the, for the game, it might have been a little bit longer than that, but for the game, I thought the length was was about right but as soon as I finished it I did think to myself it dumps you back into the world to be able to pick up all the things that you didn't mm. and I did think to myself actually this is something that I want to be able to play again that's cool and I've got it loaded on the uh, the PS4 because I, uh, I played it last year on the Playstation 3 so at some point when I have nothing else to play which may never happen <laughs> I'll possibly jump back onto it and uh, have another playthrough and that's quite often pretty cheap on uh, on the PlayStation Store and it's a nice little game to be able to pick up for a weekend mm-hmm. you know you've got a free evening on a weekend Friday or a bit of time it's it's something nice to be able to just just run through over a weekend because you get the the whole experience sort of in a very short space of time mm-hmm. so. 
Still, one weekend seems not a huge output for the cost of a game, right? I mean, how much did it cost? Um, I think I picked it up for about five quid. Okay, so fair. But I don't. <laughs> but I think that was a sale price, and I think it was probably more like twelve, eleven ninety nine or something like That's that when it came bad. out. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I mean, you know, when you're shelling out forty five quid for a, um, in its first week release of the new Call of Duty or something. Yeah. Any and, new game that yeah. comes out. Yeah. So that's a game of 2014. Any new retail game, yeah. I should say. I'm not sure that I rate very highly the new version of Call of Duty. In okay. Fairness. I mean, I've been pulling out old COD mm. recently, playing Modern Warfare 1. We had a session on Modern Warfare we 1. We did, Call of Duty 4. Yep. Yeah. Um, Modern Warfare 2, probably my favourite shoot-em-up game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't see that, like, I think it's peaked. I think we've got to that point now where Modern Warfare... They made the addition of the, like, the jetpack boosting yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, maybe it opens up the an extra avenue of, of whatever. I'm not sure I wanted that avenue open, though. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really help if there's... Changes the gameplay in such a way that doesn't... Yeah, I think they needed to... There was such a, a massive hype around um, Titanfall which brought in a lot of mm. those more vertical mechanics to be able to move you around the battlefield yeah. and, and you know I could be wrong Call of Duty could have not had that implemented before they'd seen versions of you know early versions of Titanfall and, and possibly thought that that was the, the way to go that this would be the new sort of um, way to play first person shooters because I, I jumped out of COD a couple of games ago and went over to Battlefield Mm. Which is now you love Battlefield. Yeah, it's it is a first-person shooter, and it's got a lot of similarities to COD, but it is very different. It's very different. Yeah, um, nice, open, large battlefields. Yeah, and playing with funnily uh, enough for a game uh, called yeah, Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> playing with a ton of people and actually having to have some kind of tactical role. Yeah, and actually playing with a squad of people, being able to go around and kill people it's more of a battle I imagine not that I've been in that many battles but a battle is essentially organised groupings of people yeah. working together yeah. trying to kill other organised groupings of people who are working together whereas Call of Duty always just descends into you know 15 punk ass 12 year olds running around <laughs> like you know completely independently with no sense of strategy or goal <laughs> all whining at each other when you know, I got yeah. a hit marker. No, you should have been dead. Yeah, exactly. It's just whining twelve-year-olds all shooting each other like little bitches. That's mm. all Call of Duty is. I mean, I yeah, I, I got to a point in Call of Duty where it was just jump in the lobby, mute everyone. Yeah, clearly, and yeah. play a couple of games. Um, <laughs> the minute I hear somebody's voice, it's like right off you go. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're I, either going to be a whining twelve-year-old little so and so, or you're going to be some you know, race-hating American <laughs> hick who's just been there to tell everyone that they belong to some kind of racially inferior subgroup, which is just like, you know, just because you're on the internet doesn't mean... Like, you wouldn't call someone <laughs> on the tube or something these True. days, and yet you could strap a headset on someone and out comes in a it's massive... It's not, not a platform yeah, it's a for platform, abuse. Right. And yet it is. It's, it's, a, it's a way of venting... Massive. I don't know. Yeah, big piles of horrible abuse. Yeah, so yeah. Mute that shit. I think the the last one I played seriously 
was uh, the first Black Ops. Yeah, I played, Black Ops I played really Modern good. Warfare 3 um, a bit, mm. but when Black Ops came out, I was living with a, a friend when I was a student, and it introduced um, split-screen multiplayer. So you could mm. go online, kill everybody, but you and your buddy could do it together. Yeah. And we had a... That's a good addition. It's not much of an addition. No, it exactly. It made a massive difference. Yeah. Because with the previous one, we sat there and took it in turns on each map to to play the game. So that made a massive difference. Um, and it, that sort of, I think, sparked playing first-person shooters and going from just a free-for-all, shoot whatever moves, run around like a headless chicken... Mm firing off shots to working with someone to actually run around to flank positions to yeah. be able to move up to be able to draw fire that is the way which is it. almost when my and my friend and I stopped living together that's when I jumped over the battlefield because mm. it was oh I can actually yeah, right. have this with some people who want this experience so you can start talking to various different people you know you're chasing that strategy dragon in I the think first so. person. Constantly, <laughs> constantly searching for strategy in every game. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good thing to chase. I mean, it's better than to run around, pull out a shotgun, point blank range, shooting people in the face, kind of Call of Duty vibe that I was going for. Mm. Still good. I like that camping in a room, some guy runs in, you shoot him in the face. With a, in Modern Warfare 2, you could have two double barrel shotguns. <sighs> <laughs> a Kimbo double barrel shotgun. So they come in and you can just launch four barrels of hell at them straight away. Definitely just drops spray the door. What they're doing yeah. And then, you know, reload, walk calmly to the other side of the room and wait for him. He will definitely be coming back, <laughs> jumping into the room and turning into the corner that you used to be in, only to find you standing directly behind him, shooting him again. <laughs> Love doing that. It's, that's, that's the dragon I was chasing. It's mm, great. Mm. It's sort of camping, but it's sort of semi-mobile camping because I'm moving from position to position very slowly. Yeah, I, I think it's quite nice because on Call of Duty you'd have definitely got some kid they're going oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah whereas with Battlefield you just don't get that because or maybe you do maybe I've just been very lucky mm-hmm. I've only had it once where someone's I don't know whether they didn't have a microphone but they sent me a message through the, the cowardly through PlayStation just said oh you killed me it's like yeah that's the uh, that's the point of the game I'm, I'm not sure. do you message that? every person that kills you in this game <laughs> But, um, yeah, very odd, very odd. I had a, a bit of a conversation with him, and at the end of it, he was just like, yeah, sorry, man, just... He apologised. Yeah, he did, he did apologise, yeah. <laughs> apologised for telling you that you killed him. Yeah, he got, he got really, he he, it got really narky, because I just messaged him back saying, I'm just playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, something very short, to the point. And he messaged me back something like, oh, fucking blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, all right, bye. And uh, about, I didn't send anything back, and a couple of minutes later, he just messaged me back saying, "Oh, sorry, dude. Like, just not having a very good game." It's like, okay. It's probably well, like my fine. mum just told me that I need to apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I was dinner. Uh, <laughs> right, is it time for another beer? I think so. Okay, now we're having uh, Founders All Day IPA, which is a session ale. This is um, my friend Adam's favourite IPA. Okay, and he knows his beer quite well. He's into his beer a lot, so. Uh, and it looks like a Sierra Nevada sort of gone wrong somehow. The, there's a weird, like, camper van thing <laughs> on there. But it's facing away from you, and I kind of get the feeling that it's pulled over. 
It's a station wagon. So it's uh, like an American yeah, but it's good uh, estate young. car with a canoe on the top. That's what puts you off. It's because there's like not even a canoe, like a kayak yeah. straps over the top of it. So I don't know whether you're getting this as well, but I'm, it's like the colours are some like not happy colours. No, like they're not. It makes it feel like it's pulled over to the side of the road because the dad finally flipped and he's got his gun out and he's dragged his kids off into the forest. He's killed them all and then <laughs> killed himself. And the police have arrived and this is the scene that they found. That's the first photo that's they I took, just the empty, vacant car. Yeah, I'm not sure that's what founders were going for when they came up. Maybe it was, I don't know. But um, let's see what this tastes like anyway. I'm sure it will be good one way or the other. It's got a nice fizz to it. It did have a nice fizz to it. So this is slightly darker, more kind of amber, golden coloured. I like a dark IPA. I know it's a bit pale mm. in it, but it's still pale compared to a lot of beers. But I like um, a brewery that can have the guts to make a plainly dark coloured mm. IPA. Well, it's, it's just that darker shade of gold, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost bronzy. It's got like a caramelly kind of nice mm. nose to it. Definitely. It's got that in the taste as well. Oh, yeah. It's nice. It's not very... It's not overly grassy. It's not particularly bitter. It's definitely big heaps of caramel, definitely. Mm. Mm. It's got some kind of fruitiness at the beginning, but it goes quite quickly. I think it's possibly just to take the edge off, because there's a slight... That's like... It's like tingling. A tingle. <laughs> a remaining tingle. A residual tingle. Oh, yes. Mm. So perhaps that's just a, a, a nice little mm. first drop just to, to keep that off. It's nice. I wouldn't say it was my favourite IPA, but it's very nice. I think I prefer an IPA to be more heavy on the citrus. Yeah. Maybe a bit more pine, something like that. A bit more smoky. More smoky, yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's, it's a nice beer. It's, good, it's definitely figured we'd leave the IPA to last because it would be the biggest, fullest flavour. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having fond thoughts, fond reminiscences of the Saison lemongrass that we started with. That was a nice... Was it was a nice. Beer. It was nice. I think, for me, this one's a little bit better. I can't quite explain why. They're all good beers. So they are very good beers, all of them, yeah. Camden Pills was, was a lovely, a lovely lager. Mm. The best lager I've had for a while. Like I said, I don't drink many, but that was, that was a good... They're all good. Yeah. Get any of these beers. Do Especially it. if you're trying to dry, uh, drink something new. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And you want to play games and drink beer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, what was your favourite game of last year? Is it one you've already spoken about? Um, or is it something completely different? Well... My favourite game that came out in 2014, or the favourite game, the one that gave me the most enjoyment in 2014. Yeah, the one, the one that gave you the most enjoyment of 2014. Interesting. Well, so, okay, there's two ways of looking at it, right? There's the one that gave me the most enjoyment if you added up all the enjoyment over the year. Okay. But that means it's probably just the one that I played the most, because there's just more... Even if I only got 10% enjoyment out of FIFA... It was so much of my time that it's mm-hmm. going to add up to more. Sure. And then you could look at it the other way, which is the most, the highest enjoyment percentage per minute of play or yeah, something, yeah. right? And, and for that, because um, 
So that would be Alien Isolation, I think. Okay. But that's partly because I only got it on Christmas Day. So I only had it for like seven days of 2014. Right. And um, we had... Um, my girlfriend's family came and stayed with us for, Christ- for Christmas, so I didn't have much time to play it. Mm-hmm. But the time that I did play it was incredibly enjoyable. The, the first experience of Alien Isolation is, uh, is wonderful. I mean, it was Christmas Day... Sam was cooking Christmas dinner with her mum in the kitchen whilst her dad was asleep already by lunchtime. Nice. Um, he'd gone back to bed. And uh, so I pulled the curtains and got Alien Isolation on the go. And so it's Christmas Day, middle of the day. I'm sitting in the dark in my front room playing <laughs> a scary computer game, which was great. It was, and yeah, it was even then in that setting with like Christmas music coming from the kitchen. I was still quite scared playing. It's like the haunting <laughs> feeling of Christmas music, just in the distance. <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, I like that game a lot. It was great for like, I've always been into the, um, the Aliens kind of franchise. Mm-hmm. Alien like Alien 1 or whatever was my um well it's it's the best film in the in the series for like stylistically artistically whatever it's it's very tense it's exactly I mean, it's a ten, it's a thriller right it's a yeah, thriller, whatever yeah. the genre is it's a, it's not a horror I suppose it's a horror film it's not an action film it's mm-hmm. not a shoot 'em up film or whatever so the game unlike the second one yeah exactly exactly yeah. so so take Aliens uh the second film right that was perfectly turned into a game with the um, AVP, Aliens vs. Predator, PC game. Yep. From whenever it was, like, 96 or something. That was a wonderful game. But that was essentially kind of like a first-person shooter running around killing loads of aliens mm. game. So it was, you know, if that's what you wanted, that was great. Whereas this captures the thrilling, sort of tense... Uh, atmospheric style of the first film perfectly like wonderfully to the level of detail and it was was fantastic to the like um the texture of the walls in mm-hmm. the corridors that you walk down to the noise that the doors make when they open and um i don't know it was just great so there were some new things in there like the androids and stuff weren't like um whatever he's called in in alien but didn't look just like humans you, you know they they look different yeah some of the dialogue, I suppose, between the other uh, human inhabitants. Okay, and uh, well, not, now I'm looking at the, the negatives, but like the way the alien moves is terrible. It's really awful. It stands upright and walks with loud, clunking noises. Really? I mean, part of the game dynamics is that you have to be able to tell when the alien's nearby, because mm-hmm. like, A, it freaks you out that you can hear it, and B, if you couldn't, you'd no, never have any... Chance ability to yeah. yeah, there'd be no game there. It would just be you die every now and again, which is just be pointless. Mm. Um, more realistic, but so I think they could have spent more time working on the way it moves. I mean, it just I don't know. It's, it's like marching around really awkwardly. I know that right. um, something that uh, comes back to a game that has come out this week, which is well, I say it came out this week, it came out a long time ago, but the Resident Evil remaster, right? Having that ability to not checkpoint, well, you don't have the ability to checkpoint, but the game doesn't checkpoint. You have a certain amount of saves and a certain amount of items to pick up to be able to save. You get through a, an area and you come back to a, a point where you're able to then save your progress. Very tense. An alien has something similar, doesn't it, with um, the phones? The phones, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
that was yeah and then you can save your progress and it takes about 15 seconds to do that and in whilst you're doing that you can then still look from left to right mm-hmm. like there may be points where the alien's rushing you and you're trying to save and you have to be able to tell or whatever and there's those really freaky things like there's lockers where you can you know it's like highlights things that you can interact with so you see oh, i can interact with this i'll open the locker maybe there'll be something in there i need but all you can do is hide in the locker. <laughs> well, why do I need to hide in the locker? Is the alien there? Why, why should I? Should I hide? Kind of thing. It's, it just creeps you out. It's, it's mm. getting you away, not expecting it. So, yeah, great game. I think that most you know, pound for pound, minute for minute, more enjoyable than I think anything else I played in 2005. Maybe it won't sustain it. It might. I don't know. I haven't played that much. So, yeah, have to see how it develops in later stages. But um, great opening. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, along with games that came out at a similar time to that, I've been playing Shadow of Mordor. Mm. And that is a very satisfying game to run around, kill a load of orcs at mm-hmm. base level. That is in its um, satisfying. The Nemesis system, which is a uh, mechanic that governs how the orcs structure themselves through to their okay. captains and warchiefs and things. So ideas that an, an orc can kill you and he can move up in the ranks because he's killed the Grey Walker. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's, it's very in-depth. So you've got that sense of, sense of satisfaction when you brand another orc to make him yours. He then moves up through the ranks. He becomes a bodyguard of a war chief and eventually kills the war chief with your help and, and takes his place so there's a lot of quests that revolve around this lots of set pieces that revolve around this so you can really get into building a, an army that's yours mm. of of all of the the orcs so everything comes under your control etc it's got a, a large depth to it there and as i said it's very satisfying to be able to do that but i'm not sure whether it was that enjoyable mm. because it was quite repetitive in that a lot of the quests were quite similar. It's go here, kill this orc. Okay, cool. Yeah, done that one. What's the next one? Well, go here and kill this orc. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, cool. Okay, what, what, what should I do next? Go here and free these slaves. Ooh, freeing some slaves. Okay, well, what does that entail? Well, kill all these orcs <laughs> and then free the slave. I see. Right, okay. We're all What should I do next? Maybe I can I can go and, and have a look at the quests over here or... or have a look at this one which is a picture of a sword I wonder what that entails <laughs> and it's a little side quest to upgrade your sword so to be able to upgrade your sword <laughs> got to kill a lot of orcs upgrade your bow got to shoot a lot of orcs nice. however what was I expecting really yeah it is a game all about being a badass in part of Mordor so do you never killing a lot of orcs like fight against armies of men or elves or anything uh, no no it's just entirely no, no it's entirely um, Mordor based entirely Mordor based um, there are humans I think they're a uh, faction called outcasts from one from of the places Minas Morgul or something wherever they were Minas mm, Minas Tirith possibly <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah and they've they've fled to Mordor because they hate the guy in charge maybe I don't know I can't remember and um I wouldn't go there not to Mordor no it does seem like a, a hideous place yeah. although there is an area the second area you come to is a nice 
lush green area, which contrasts completely with the... Really in Mordor? A green area? In yeah, it's, uh, it's a coastal area. So okay. I've not studied a map of Mordor that... A coastal area? A coastal area. So I've not studied a map of Mordor that yeah, in depth. <laughs> so I assume that there must be coastal areas. Um, and it's greener. It's, it's described as where the orcs grow their food for the army or, you know, all of the large yeah. beasts that I they can eat live there and, and things. Some so kind of some grain, perhaps. They drink a lot of, uh, drink a lot of grog. Blood? Oh, right. Grog. Yeah, grog. There's, there's missions to poison the grog. <laughs> so I'll see if I can get some it. of that next yeah. week for uh, yeah yeah <laughs> excellent but yeah it, it, I don't think that was my favourite game but no. it was it was nice to have those those little moments of satisfaction you know in installing your own war chief so taking down somebody it's I played a lot of uh, GTA 5 which yeah. had oh you know Ooh. for <laughs> for games that um, you know one thing you cannot fault uh, the latest GTAs for is at least there is genuine variety in the missions. I mean, it's not yeah, just the same yeah. thing every time. There's, there's, I don't know, there's killing rampages with the hillbilly guy. Um, there's bank heists or whatever, mm-hmm. car chases. Driving. Yeah, jumping on moving vehicles, yeah. and punching people. Skydiving. No, yeah, rescuing your daughter from being in some sleazy TV programme. Whatever, yeah. some random stuff. It's, there is, it's yeah, a good yeah. game, and then it's just the kind of sandbox environment where you can go and do what you like. Mm. Just spent ages, like way too much time, really, trying to bust into the army base to steal the F-15 and make it out of there before the tanks shoot you down. And then if you do manage to get out of there, then the world is your oyster, you know. Until you crash inadvertently, as you will. But <laughs> yeah, that was good. That yeah, was good. yeah, I. I I played a lot of GTA Five. Um, I think at the end of 2013. Okay. And I, th- what, I, I don't think I picked it up at all in 2014. Just so it can't be in your list. So it can't be in my it's list. Might, definitely for mm-hmm. 2014. It's fantastic. Yeah, great game. But um, I'm never going to finish it. Though. I don't even want to finish it. Like I kind of feel like if I did, then I'd probably have spent too much time playing. I can't justify <laughs> that. I, don't, I want it to be a thing. I didn't complete Have you played it. much of the online multiplayer? No, not really. Okay, so I, I played quite a lot of the online multiplayer, which was destroyed with bugs when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Difficult but platform to make a multiplayer, I guess. I'm not sure what the, what the issues were, but mm. I started up a character on day... Two, I think, because I couldn't get on on day one, so I set up a character on day two. Uh, two days later, that was gone. I had to have another one, but since having that one, it's then sustained itself, and that's quite fun. It, it, that's fun to be able to run around the city, uh, have a bounty on your head, mm-hmm. and almost play like a, a cops and robbers style game where you've just got to try and yeah. stay away from everyone who's coming after the bounty on you. And I played a little bit with uh, with one of my brothers. So uh, we were chatting to each other over the PlayStation uh, about the game. And it flashes up saying, there is a bounty on your head, blah, 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 blah. And he just shoots me. It's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, good, excellent. <laughs> want to play with you a little bit more, don't I? Great. That's what happened when we were playing um, Streets of Rage yesterday. I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot that you can kill each other in this game as well. Like we're on, our, we're on the same. Just team. start suplexing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
It's just like, no, stop it, for fuck's sake. I've actually lost a life now. You're being a prick. But yeah, that is essentially the game. Is it the first Streets of Rage? Streets of Rage 1, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Was it Streets of Rage 2 where you could play a little little kid on skates? Possibly called Skate? Maybe. We have Streets of Rage 1, mm. 2 and 3 mm. on that same disc. It was like one, one disc. And I think Adolf said he got it for like £4 or some $4. It, is it the Sega Mega Drive collection? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, must be. I think they, I had that on, on PS3 Drive. a few years ago and played um, several of the games. Golden Axe. Yeah, Goldbacks. Gold Max 1, 2, and 3. And Shinobi only had Shinobi 3, though, which is weird. Was there not a Shinobi mm, 1 and 2? Um, possibly not on Mega Drive. Might have been Master System. Um, not only, but Master System period games, perhaps. I'm not sure. It was weird. Maybe they didn't do up versions back then from 8-bit to 16-bit. You can play <laughs> Shinobi 2 on your Mega Drive right now. Oh, good. Yeah. It was good, just if just for the old school reminiscence of the whole mm, thing. Mm. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Does it have I can't remember whether I played it or not. Um well, I, I played it but I can't remember whether I played it on the um re release of these this game disc. Um but Road Rush. No, it didn't have Road oh, Rush. Because that was Road Rush was a great game. game, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Loved that game. Yeah, possibly one of my favourites. Mm. It had Sonic two mm-hmm. Right, and then there was this like, maybe it was a bonus level or something, where you're like in a half pipe essentially, and it's you and tails, and just ring any bells, right? And you're sort of like running forwards, and you have to like collect rings, and there's little. Is it like the super stage when you collect when you collected so many rings or something on a stage, or you collected the emerald maybe, to, yeah, yeah, during yeah. a stage, then you, you get a little like, bonus stage at the end. You can kind of go. All the way round the half pipe, you know, like 360 degrees and back in. You've got to kind of yeah, that's right. And it was two. Was it two players? Well? So two it would have been yeah. Sonic three. Sonic two. Was Sonic two two player? Yeah, and you could mm. be. Well, it, was, it was sort of like one player with Tails accompanying him, so the screen yeah, was always yeah. centered on Sonic. And if Tails goes off screen, he just gets dropped in again. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but this this half pipe sort of extra bonus level, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, we, were, we were like, oh yeah, sweet, the bonus level. Let's definitely play that both recalling in our memories how amazing the graphics were for this yeah. 3D environment that you're suddenly in like not platform but like the you know, cameras behind you and stuff terrible graphics <laughs> it's like what the hell like is, there must be another version of this because this is horrible to look at Jesus <laughs> so yeah there's that that was that was still fun but hey, like it's an experience yeah that's true yeah nice so what is your favourite game of last year um I equivocated, and I didn't really say. I just said, in yeah, one sense, this, yeah, in another sense, that. Yeah. Um, um, I guess my contenders are Civ Five, um, FIFA 14. Do we want that to be on my list? Um, GTA Five. Yeah. Alien Isolation. It's got to be one. Pick one. I'll go GTA 5. Okay. No, 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 no. Scrap that. I mean, it came out of my mouth. It sounded wrong. I'm going to go Civ 5. Oh. It feels much better. Okay. I'll stick with that. Unexpected. Yeah, I would have thought uh, GTA 5 already in isolation. But, um... Yeah, well, Alien Isolation pound for pound, but I don't think it didn't have the longevity. I mean, yeah. Hundreds yeah. of hours were sunk into Civ 5. Mm-hmm. It would be unfair if I didn't give it the kudos that it deserved. Yeah. So kudos, Civ 5. Kudos. Excellent, excellent. I'm... 
going to pick, even though it's not a game of 2014, it's a game of 2013, Nino Cooney. Mm. Just because that was enjoyable from start to finish, really. I, I never yeah. felt like I had to grind at any part to either get various creatures that you um, use in your battle systems or to level them up or anything. So I think I'm going to go with Nino Cooney. Okay, and then, so the beer of the day is out of the Partisan... Lemongrass Saison, the Camden Pills Lager, or the Founders All Day IPA. What are you going for? I think I'm going with the Founders All Day IPA. Yeah. It's a lot more full bodied. Mm-hmm. It's got a slightly nicer taste than the uh, the Saison. The the Pills was nice, mm-hmm. but for flavour, it sort of couldn't compete with the other two really. Um, and I think the the Founders just tipped it for me. Fair enough. And it had um, a label reminiscent of potential um, um, homicide. Yeah. So that was, that was a good... That is a plus. Weekends in the woods. Yeah. Death in the woods. Family <laughs> death in the woods. Um, I'm going to go with Partisan, Saison, uh, Saison okay. Lemongrass, whatever it's called. Um, I really like the brewery in particular. I have a soft spot for them. And it was much... It delivered much more than I was expecting out of the others. I expected that. In fact, the founders delivered less than I was expecting, but because it had been bigged up in advance, and actually the, the, the pills delivered more than I was expecting. But the, the saison exceed the difference between how nice it was and how nice I was expecting it to be mm-hmm. was bigger than in the other three. So yeah, for that reason, mm. I'm going to give it to that. Excellent. Well, you guys have been listening to Tanked Up. To Tanked Up, yeah. Number we one. Can, yeah. Woo. Done. Uh, you can find us at. Tanked up underscore cast on Twitter. You can find me at Nova forty seven N O V A four seven. You can find Alex on Twitter. No, no. I may be on Twitter. Oh, well, I'll sort that out next week. (laughs) You don't have to. Yeah, I, I probably should. I mean, I'm old enough to. I'm probably. I think I skipped. I'm slightly too old for Twitter. Right. Facebook, fine. Twitter, I get it. I'm not on it. I see the attraction to it. Mm-hmm. Instagram, don't really know what that is. Snapchat, why would you? Don't understand. You know, I'm not. <laughs> and then there are other things I probably don't even know about. So you may have been able to tell from the podcast, from the games that we've been playing, that we're not that old by any stretch I am of the imagination. As that, as that, that is it. If I'm exactly right. this old <laughs> right now. So, um, so yeah. Yes, that's what I always say. I hate that phrase. That's what I always say. Or you know, you hear these like, "That's what my mother used to say," or whatever. That's what she'd always say. So you always say that, did she? That's not like whenever you said anything to her, that's what she said. Because that's what always means. It means all the time. She <laughs> the sometimes. The only sentence that came out yeah. of her mouth. What you mean? Whenever someone says, "That's what she always said," then that's what she sometimes said, right? Anyone can sometimes say anything. Just sometimes saying something doesn't mean you own the thing. You can't just. Anyway, I hate that. So. Cool. Right. <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> That's been episode one. Yeah, okay, cool. Awesome. Take it easy, guys. Cheers.